When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome in to the most entertaining daily conversation about the Vikings that you're going to find anywhere on the Internet. At least that's the story that we're sticking to. Mm -hmm. This is Purple Daily. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. we got Declan Goff, our executive producer in the house. And all of these shenanigans are presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL TV. Someone sent us a picture a couple days ago on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He went out and bought... A case of Surly and a TCL TV. Hung mm. that thing on his wall wow. and took a picture of both to support the show. That's did, amazing. Did you see what the picture was? What was on the screen? I can't remember. It was Niners Vikings. Kirk lined up <laughs> under right guard. And, and, I, and I, I had an exchange with this guy. And he informed me. And I didn't realize it. He put the Surly uh, case in cans. Under Kirk. So, the, so they were lined up wrong, too. <laughs> I love it. It was very ingenious. There is very no wrong stuff. way to line up uh, a case of Surly. There, this is absolutely correct, and I can tell you right now that I enjoyed the fruits of the Surly last night. TCL delivers the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. I also want to shout out the uh, KOC Boys group chat on Twitter. I just want to say that... Um, it's a place where cousins, crusaders, and uh, cousins, haters become friends on the internet. How did Last this happen? Night, I got invited. I don't know. I was. Uh, Is this the first couple... rule of Fight Club? Like you can't even talk about it. No, I, it's it's hard to explain that. Like I was in a group chat with fifty cousins crusaders uh, in my Twitter DMs last night, and we bonded over memes. Like oh, okay. I don't know how you explain that to the greater audience, but yeah, I feel like. I feel like my duty as the CEO of Vikings Twitter is to bring people together, to galvanize for the future of Vikings Twitter and Vikings football. And I am here to bridge gaps, okay? That is my duty as the CEO of Vikings Twitter. How did you rate the invite, though? Like, how did you get it? How did I rate the invite? How, 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 did they, how did you get included? Who decided to reach out to the CEO of Vikings Twitter and invite him into the... Well, yeah. it starts with my DMs being open, Judd. 
Oh, Christ almighty, then I'll never get in. No. <laughs> I don't know. I got, a, I got an invite. I was like, oh, there's a bunch of, a bunch of dudes who, uh, who hate me on Twitter. Let's, let's I, talk. Let's see okay. what happens. And like two hours later, we were all friends. I don't know how you guys do it. It was great. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> all right. Let's get to some four-question Friday here. All right. Let's start with this one. Free agencies on the horizon. Uh-huh. Monday is when the legal tampering period begins, even though there's been conversations happening, I'm sure, for weeks. So question number one is, what is the first position you are looking to address in free agency on Monday? And if there's players specifically that you guys are interested in, like what are you, you know, what's the first like non-Kirk Cousins related thing here? <laughs> if we could put him aside for a second. Yep. What are you, what are you attacking in free agency on Monday? You got to find some space first of all, but I'm assuming that right. that's going to, like there's going to be space to sign someone. Go, guys, left and right. Um, I am going to attack, and I don't know that the Vikings will because I think that they might go cornerback, but I would, I would attack the right guard. I am tired of the guards on this team not being up to snow. I'm tired of, like, this was a team, one of, and it it was a great move. One of Brad Childers' first moves was, I'm going to go sign Steve Hutchinson, right? And, like, he, he provided from, from his left guard position, he solidified that line almost completely. Guards since 2006 have become more important. Like Brandon Scherf, who, who wants to play here, who has had injury problems but is very good, is the type of guy who could solidify your line. Like the tackles are good now, right? Center questionable. I think the left guard in Ezra Cleveland is certainly playable. Like I wouldn't bench him. I but but poor Ole Udo at right guard was so overmatched. And if you are going to run Bradbury back, the two guards around him better be good, and one should be damn good. And so if it was up to me, uh, Scherf is just the first name personally that comes to mind, but that's where I am going to attack. I want to leave free agency feeling really pretty damn good about my line because when's the last time that we felt really pretty damn good about this line? 2009-ish? Yeah. You know, back then? The Steve Hutchinson, Bryant McKinney... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Probably. right. You know, load holds. Yeah, and, the, and some of those guys carried over, like eight twelve. Yeah, two, yeah, twenty twelve when Peterson ran for Sullivan was two thousand. Yeah, solid. Yeah, I thought Hopefully it wasn't a disaster yet. All right, yeah. Where are you attacking, Dex? I'm going corner. Um, I'm going cornerback for the reasons that they don't have a solidified depth there. Pat P's fine if they want to bring him back. Cam Dantzler, you know, has showed promise, but has been has been a roller coaster ride in his first two seasons. I have more trust that if you threw money at a cornerback, that he's going to make a bigger impact than if you spent a day one pick at a cornerback. So if let's say they drafted a corner with their 12th overall pick, they got the sauce, right? They got sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley, one of these two top cornerbacks that are there at potentially at 12. As much as they might have a great future, I think it's more likely that a veteran can come in here and help stabilize their backfield a little bit more on the defensive so side of the ball. So you're focused on this year for, yeah. for a, a cornerback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would go and throw money at, you know, Stephen Gil- uh, Stephen Gilmore, Casey Hayward. There's plenty of free agent cornerbacks out there. I would rather throw money at the cornerbacks. I can identify a guard or an offensive lineman, in my opinion, on day two of the draft. That's what I would do. So I'm, I'm kind of more with Judd here. Like I, I'm so sick and tired of, <laughs> the offensive line being whether Kirk is the quarterback or somebody else, you need a really good offensive line. 
And I think sometimes we we tend to maybe put too much blame on the offensive line for you know it's just like the root of all the problems, but it has not been good. And you can really count on like two or three fingers how many times they've had a top ten offensive line since Brad Childress took over, yep. you know, fifteen years ago. So it's it's just it has not been ever since Rick Spielman took over in that front office they've they've you know they they've done a better job of spending some first and second round picks on guys but they just have not been able to through development or identifying the right players in the draft or free agency they don't spend any money it seems like on offensive linemen so I'm staring at this list on pff.com of centers and guards and I think you're probably looking to sign one of each it depends like if you go for Brandon Scherf he's almost certainly going to make 14 to 17 million dollars a year on a contract. So, but I'm I'm more interested like Ryan Jensen's a free agent, he's the center for Tampa Bay the last few years. Um I think I'm more interested in guys who are mid 20s as opposed to like the Brandon Scherfs who are he's 30 years old. I'm yeah, I'm and he's been I'm, hurt. You're right. Yep, I'm not just looking to fix this for 2022. I'm looking at a window that probably opens wider in 2023. So, you know, as you go down this list, Connor Williams is, uh, you know, he spent the last few seasons in Dallas. He's 25 years old. James Daniels from the Bears, 24 years old, guard. Austin Corbett coming from the Rams. That's an interesting one. Makes a ton of, of sense. KOC connection, absolutely. 26 years old. Yep. So, the, like, those are, and, and, and I would even throw in, um, the center for the Rams last year, Brian Allen, 26 years old, free agent. He was the 10th ranked center out of 39 in the NFL. And uh, Austin Corbett was the 22nd rated guard out of 82. So you'd be like, you could, you could just go to the Rams well and, and find a couple guys in their mid twenties. Yep. So I, I would just to put a specific name on it, Austin Corbett, I would look to sign to what PFF uh, projects as like a $10 million per year contract to fix my guard position. Jensen as as the replacement for Bradbury is intriguing. Here's the problem. None of us know a damn thing about Wyatt Davis at right guard. Like, if we knew a thing, yeah. you might say, yeah, you can plug him in and he's fine. Um, because I, w- I would love to, to replace Bradbury just because I don't think he's, he's that good. I mean, he's a smallish guy. He is certainly not held up uh, consistently, but it would really help if we had even a little bit of an inkling on who Davis was. Unfortunately, because of 2022, we have no idea. Or 21, we don't. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, uh, like, it would be, it, be nice to know, is he competing for a starting spot? Yeah. Or is he just a bust? Why didn't he play Is he a real all? person? Yeah. Has anyone ever really <laughs> seen him? No, it's it's pretty nuts. All right, question number two here for you guys. I want to mock. It is quite simply, what do you think of Todd McShay, the Todd father of mock drafting? What do you think about his 3.0? I'm going to fly through this real quick. So, so he's got Aiden Hutchinson going number one now to the Jaguars. That's a change. That. Yep. He has, I just want to make sure I'm grabbing the right one here. This is, Yeah, this is from uh, this week. Mm-hmm. He's got Kyle Hamilton, the safety, going number two to the Lions. A safety going number two. It's amazing, man. Come on. Hamilton is incredible. Okay. He's a great player. It just Can he play corner too? Well, he's like can I split him in half and play half him at safety and half him at corner? He's a he is a playmaker. He closes like a heat seeking missile, according to 
the scouting report here. Okay, whatever. Uh, I can't. Iquanu, the offensive tackle from North Carolina State, going to the Texans at three. Evan yeah. Neal, tackle Alabama to the Jets. Uh, Trayvon Walker, defensive end Georgia to the Giants. A lot of meat and potatoes here. Yes. Another another one here. Offensive lineman from Mississippi State, Charles Cross to the Panthers. This is not a sexy first round, gentlemen. A lot of trenches. Meat, potatoes, trenches. Important, but not sexy. Yep. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State to the Giants. Drake London, wide receiver, USC, to the Falcons. Yep. Kayvon Thibodeau falling all the way, edge rusher, Oregon, to the Seahawks at nine. So no quarterbacks yet. Mm -hmm. Sauce Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati, to the Jets at 10. Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah, to the Commanders at 11. So that brings us to the Vikings with all of the quarterbacks on the board if they were to go that route. And uh, Todd Father Mock has them selecting Jermaine Johnson the second defensive end from Florida State. I want a mock. mock. Now the write-up says the Vikings have a tenacious pass rush duo in Daniil Hunter and DJ Wanham. All due respect to DJ Wanham, I don't know that I'd yeah, call him tenacious not, quite yet. Well. Like yeah. tenacious is a little aggressive. Doubters. Mm-hmm. You can't like Daniil Hunter is tenacious. DJ Wanham is a guy. Anyways, uh, but Johnson can be a third impact player on their front. 12 sacks, 45 pressures were both top 15 numbers in the country last season. Great value pick at number 12. New Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell watched a great pass rush help his former team, the Rams, to a Super Bowl. He'd happily welcome another smooth-moving, explosive edge rusher to the mix. And and a guy who uh, played high school football at Eden Prairie. Jermaine Johnson, yeah. second. Um yeah, no, uh, they're not going to. I do not see them taking a defensive end. It is, hmm. if Daniil Hunter's gone, maybe I change that opinion. But I really believe uh, that their needed cornerback is so great that, I, that I'm that i not going to blame them one bit. I'm not going to blame them if they sign one as a free agent and draft one. Yeah. Um, if Hunter's gone, I'll amend this this response to the question but uh yeah i think that todd father is a little bit confused here um i also come on i this safety from your school phil might be great i don't know he is he is an excellent player that's awesome but do you really think that they're going to take a safety second well here's another perplexing thing about this mock that's really weird to me sorry he's got the first quarterback at 18 to the New Orleans Saints, yeah, Kenny Pickett. That ain't, yeah. And then no. he's he's got Malik Willis going 20th to the Steelers. Yeah. Um, man, he's got Tyler uh, Lindenbaum, the center from Iowa, going 26th to the Titans. And he's got Matt Coral to the Falcons at 29. So he Corral, does have th- – Scott, I'm sorry. I keep doing it. Golden Corral. Golden, Golden Corral. Corral. Golden Corral. I just Matt don't Corral. want Matt more Matt of those Corral. tweets. Corral. Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Sorry. So there it is. He's got three quarterbacks, but none until 18, and he's got the Vikings taking the edge rusher. Minnesota-born edge rusher. Born or just went to high school? I do not know where, where he was. What Minnesota guy. What about? Go to high school. <laughs> Question right now. Prediction. Where does the first quarterback go? At, no, at like Not 18. Pick? I think no way. someone's going to trade up for like Malik Willis. Yeah. I think he goes within the top. I, I think the first 
quarterback, probably Willis goes top 10. Yes. Dex? Yeah, I, I, I would say top 10. Probably the safest. Somebody option. will trade Someone up to make sure they get mm-hmm. Malik Willis. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's, I just I would be shocked if we were at pick 18, you know, two and a half hours into the draft. It? Not... He has no hands. <laughs> They're eight and a half inch hands. That's that's akin to having no hands in the National Football League. How big are your hands? Uh, they're not huge. This. They're not huge. I got long fingers but small palms. It's it's a thing. <laughs> Is that better or worse? I think I you'd want longer hands. fingers to throw a football. Yeah, right? no, yeah, I think you would too. Um, Far, but, not too long. Otherwise, you'd be right, like, you know. Right. I Favre's always, were like meat hooks, though. His hands were, oh, my God. He, his hands were enormous. Yeah. Dude, I saw a guy on the air. Ball. I was on uh, on my flight back from Minneapolis to the Pacific Northwest last night, and there was a dude. He had to be like six foot seven, and he walked to the back of the airplane. As he passed me, he put his hand, put his paw on the seat back in front of me. Biggest hand I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> really? Just I like. Swear to God. Like, like bigger than the... Shaq. It was like. Wow. His hand engulfed the entire back of the seat. Wow. He could throw a football, I bet. And, you know, he could probably crush a full case of Surly cans in one hand all at once. Well, I mean, so can I. Come on. He would drink the Surly with, you know, like a a thimble. I got my, you know what? I got small hands, but I got the best beer in town. That's right. It's the weekend, and folks, that means it's time to load up. Load up on your Surly Furious IPA. In fact, I've I've got a few right here. Next to me from last night, empties, delicious, as I watched the Wild and Wings duke it out. I did so while enjoying a Surly. And, you know, as as you're watching games and it's sipping on your Furious or Surly Brewing, of course, as always, ladies and gentlemen, Phil and Dex, what do we want people to do? Show me your cans. Show us your Show cans. Show us your cans. Show us your cans. And, it's quite show us and your taps. Cans and taps. Cans and taps. At Jay Zolgad on Twitter. Always appreciated and responded to because you guys are the best. Also, a shout out to Chill Boys for making us feel comfortable down there. They care about one thing, your comfort. They're a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com. Long underwear. They got the athletic fit, which uh, I think is the most comfortable. I enjoy those. The bamboo fabric. So, uh, all right, boys, give me one word to describe how Chill Boys are making you feel today. Outstanding. Reckless. Outstanding. Reckless. Reckless. It's the weekend. So reckless. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. What Making are you guys doing? Dangerous. dangerous? What we do yeah. on our weekend time is, is up to me. What do me. you guys do? Is up, I just up to sit ourselves. home and yeah. wear my Chill Boys long johns with shorts on and, mm-hmm. and enjoy my Surly. That's yeah. all I do. Yeah. I'm not and being call reckless. Plumbers. Yeah, and call, call plumbers. plumbers. Well, I got, I got going, by the way. I, I got some. <laughs> I, I actually was told I can do, do this myself. DIY. Terrible idea for me. I'm very concerned. You can do it. This. If I can install a bidet in my bathroom, which took me multiple hours, even okay. though it says a 30-minute setup, you so can fix. You still have you that in fix. there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, are you? It's. Talk about lifestyle. Oh, God, I, yeah. Jacqueline Goff here for your bidet. I <laughs> love it. It's a top five endorsement for me. Love it. Well, we need to make that happen, yeah. actually. Let's yeah. Top like, five. Have top our guys, three. Guys. Yeah, top three. Call. That's right. a great endorsement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number three here before we get in trouble. What are, <laughs> just in general, and I'll throw this to Judd, and I know you've got some information, some educated speculation. What are your latest thoughts on Kirk Cousins' situation with the Vikings? Uh, my latest thoughts from what we have, uh, what's the right word, ascertained Phil Mackey in mm-hmm. the past um, past 24 hours is this. 
the Vikings would genuinely, I believe, like to keep Kirk and would like to sign Kirk. Uh, no surprise. Kirk is driving a bargain that's very difficult. And and therefore, there's been give and take and give and take and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that my thoughts are this. A tr- in my opinion, the Vikings' worst case bailout scenario is they feel forced to trade Kirk. I do not think that's their first choice. So given their druthers, I think that they would actually like to bring Kirk back on another extension. That's what I think they, they are going through. I that's find not that what I'm incredible. Saying. I know, so, but, but I don't but, agree with it, but, but them. So they think, I'm, I, I hate to like, this is, we're sort of filling in some of the gaps here, but yeah. is it fair to say that the Vikings looked at Kirk and said, all right, listen, he's got the relationship with KOC. If we can just bring that number down, let's, let's, he's got some limitations here, but we can definitely maximize him more than the Mike Zimmer, Clint Kubiak staff was for sure last year. Yep. Let's get that number down, Kirk. Let's get some weapons in here, you know, offensive linemen, and let's make this work. But all of it's predicated on you not playing hardball and trying to milk $45 plus million a year on this next contract. Yep. That that's how the Vikings probably approached it. And it sounds like Kirk and his agent are ready to do one of two things. A, only sign an extension that is top, top dollar, or hit free agency next year. I mean, is that kind of your sense of where yes. things are at here? That you know, yes. he doesn't really want to play ball contractually. He does not, and I think what Kirk wants to, to do uh, is Kirk and his representation want to get to a year from now, and, and in their mind, right or wrong, crazy or not, reestablish the market again. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you sign an extension now, it's it's based on what Rogers' contract, Kirk's previous contracts. And, and I think what they, what they did in 2018 is their goal for March of 2023, mm-hmm. which is you hit the market and let's not kid ourselves. There, there will be another three teams desperate, right? Oh my God, we'd love to have you. Um, and at that point in time, they can establish a market again with a fully guaranteed contract See, I, i'm not i'm not being a smart ass here when i say i think that this guy's super bowl championships are negotiations dude i hate i hate the fact i mean this is he, this is who he's been i just yeah. at some point i i 100 understand why he was digging his heels in at the end in washington all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna try i'm gonna bet on myself i'm gonna get mine i'm gonna take the the franchise tag for a total of 50 plus million dollars over the course of two years and then I'm going to dig my heels in because I wasn't a first-round pick. I didn't get a big, life-changing contract, you know, the first handful of years. So I'm going to get mine, and I'm going to make generations of cousins, kids, and grandkids <laughs> well off financially with that first contract with the Vikings, too. But at a certain point, once you've made 100 to $150 million playing football and you're 34 years old, why are you still doing this? Do you not care about maximizing team success? Do you not care if... The Vikings have to jettison some of your teammates because you're taking up such a ridiculous percentage of the cap. Like you say, you want to be in Minnesota long term and play out the rest of your career, but only on your ridiculous contractual well, terms, right? Come yeah. on, dude. Sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm, got, like hitting, I'm like hitting my microphone. I'm all worked up. I've got a, I've got a slight, reckless 
theory here, if you'd like me to broach it. Reckless speculation. So back in his day, Adrian Peterson made a ton, right? Yeah. But the problem there... Enough to buy a camel for his birthday party. Exactly, which was absolutely crazy. But anyway, uh, part of the issue for why he, he continued to go back to the contract well, and now if he could again, will... Uh, was because he had a lot of people with their, their hands out asking, including his dad and stuff. Um, and and I think it was pretty well established, Adrian funded a lot of people. So, like, as much as a guy might make, that gets e- eaten up quick, right? I'm willing to bet that there are some folks, and I'm not going to get into particulars here because I don't don't know this for certain, but I'm I'm willing to bet that there are some folks in the cousin's family, not Kirk himself, uh, who probably can use some cash. And I'm willing to bet that Kirk Cousins, um, with how he he is, and just to be clear, I am not passing judgment here, okay? So this is not religious bashing, political. This is just a theory on on why he continues to want to break the the bank, or at least in part. Uh, I'm willing to bet that there are some folks in his family that he probably loves very much and helps support their endeavors. Total guess. Total guess? That's a total. Well, I mean, it's putting the pieces together. But I'm just saying this would not be the first guy who gets paid a ransom. And we're like, what are you doing? Like, how much do you But what is the difference in that? What's the difference in his life between and I'm just, you know, I'm ballparking numbers here. But what's the difference between 45 million and 36 million? You know what? That's so high, Phil. I have no idea. And I know what the response is going to be. Well, if someone in your work told you to take a pay cut, right. okay, we're not dealing in the monopoly money range of salaries yeah. here, and that's okay? why I can't guess. Except on for that, except for you know you know Patrick Royce maybe in his heyday or something, mm-hmm. you know. But like, I'm sorry, we're not making thirty million dollars a year Royce to is. talk to you guys on our YouTube channel. And oh, you podcast. guys aren't. <laughs> so, oh crap! Is there is there a salary cap structure in Twin Cities Media? Oh, you guys didn't know how much I made. Oh, oh. whoa. No, I, whoa. no I, there was an amendment made in my – I think there's a void year in 2023 Homer for Simpson. me. Yeah, there is a – because I wanted a little bit more in 2022. So, yeah, I, there's void yeah, years involved. Backload whole, that contract. Yeah, backload that contract. Void Declan. Yeah, void I mean, we still have. I mean, we still have, uh, you know, dead money on the cap from, uh, like, Jeff Dubay and Joe Anderson yeah, from 10 years yeah, ago. It's crazy. Paying the pipe Never should have signed those guys to, to those 12-year <laughs> – Pool holes contracts. Uh, all right. And then question number four here, presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, uh, which, by the way, if you're looking for frontline protection and you're looking for some of the best people in the business to protect your business, hit them up at Federated. You can find a face-to-face relationship with your marketing rep by going to federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. I don't know, Declan, you explain the origins of this question. We like to ask kind of a random question for the fourth one. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? Yeah, so this uh, this took the world by storm a few days ago. New York Post picked it up. Other okay. websites picked it up. Very simple question. Are there more doors or wheels in the world? This seems to me to be a very simple response of really wheels. Because you're, there's more, like, you've got them, you've got four on cars. I've got doors, but I just need one. There's like, a, what? There's a, dude. Go ahead. What, okay. What's up? Think about your house, dude. 
How many doors are in your house? Right, but there's one, two. So my, <laughs> probably, my house probably is ten small. doors in your house. I've never been to your house actually, but there's the judge will never doors. allow us in his home. And there's not ten doors. No, no, no. There's one, two. You have a garage door. You have a front door. You probably have a door in your garage to get into your house. I have four in my apartment, in my 800-square-foot apartment alone. Right, but I've got, but between our two cars, we've got And the car car doors count, too, right? Eight right. Dude, I never thought of that. Well, I would say, though, like 80%. 80 percent, like, because there's some cars, and that's probably higher. Well, then that's different. There's probably if two cars. cars, are, if cars, two are, cars. You're thinking, well, every car has four wheels. Every car has four doors. Yeah, no, no. I'm and, thinking about doors. And a trunk. On, is a trunk a on door? On houses and, and apartments. Dude, Phil, Phil just absolutely blew my mind in the fact that okay, there's also yeah, four fair. wheels and four doors. <laughs> I did not think of that. Because I was, I was, you know. But then again, though, okay, on, hold on, car, hold on. Now, now I'm cars. offsetting this. I'm offsetting this because. Uh-oh. Semi trucks have like you know what nine on eighteen wheelers right eighteen so, wheelers that so is now semi trucks so if if Air, there's airplanes also have a lot of wheels yeah or, or, or no maybe they don't they probably only have let's say ninety five percent of cars yeah, one, two, have four three. doors okay ninety five percent of cars have four doors so the five percent only have two doors right well there's probably enough trucks out there semi trucks that have way more than four wheels on them that offset the five percent so I I'm going back to wheels there's more wheels. In the world than doors. And there's okay, how many? On, yeah, that, that's true. All right. How many cars would you guess are in the world right now? Like a billion? I don't know. Give me give me guesses because I have a number here from a website. A billion. Judd? Yeah, I mean, yes. A, a billion. Um, <laughs> I got to imagine there's like a yeah, billion cars. 1.5 billion. I don't know. Holy crap. 1.44 billion. Yes. That's amazing. Take that. Judd nailed it. Um, I got to think because it's, right. it's got to be doors. But then there, how many things have wheels that don't have doors? Okay. So, you know, uh, wagons, wow. wheelbarrows. My head's going to blow up. Um, garbage I think the desert, containers, you know, think, right? You know, yeah. Garbage, yeah. yeah. Well, that's garbage a door. Yeah, yeah my garbage, garbage containers, have, containers now have, have wheels. wheels. Yeah. Yep. Well, but, but they have a lid, but it's not a door. Right. 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 I think it's doors. It's a okay. great question. Hail as old as time. More wheels or doors? Is that a great question or just sort of a fun question? Well, we you... always do a fun question on four questions. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, Are you crapping not, on it? No, no. It was a fun question. <laughs> Phil said that's a great question, and I'm not sure it's a great question. It's <laughs> it a fun great, question. It's an unanswerable it question. The, it fits the segment perfectly. Yeah. No, uh, I'm not crapping on it. It's good. It's good. You know, if you're looking oh, no. to open a door. To a weight loss journey. Oh, oh yeah. boy, we've got something for you. All you have to do is uh, is is uh, phone my friends or go online at Livia Weight Control Centers. And I told Dex this, uh, Phil, last night on Judd's Hockey Show, and I'll tell you now. I went for my Minnetonka weekly weigh-in yesterday, okay? Wow. And, and I am now through, through my first full week of what they call the maintenance. So, so like... I've hit my sweet spot, and I'm just trying to stay stay there. And so, like, the program changes. But this is why they're called weight control. It's, so it's not like diet. It's not fad. It is weight control. You drop the weight, and then the best part, they help you keep the weight off. Started at approximately 240, 203 yesterday. Ooh. 203 pounds, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's exactly right. And if you would like to join me on, on this like incredible Rocky, journey. Like Rocky 3 here. Exactly right. Have I got a deal for you? It is called the eight-week challenge. That's right. The I did an eight-week challenge where you get your first eight weeks for free. Now, in my first eight weeks, about 26 pounds down. Join me. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com in the metro or outside the state. It doesn't matter. Livia.com. Check it out today and begin to shed those pounds and keep them off. Boom. Awesome. Uh, Ooh, Carlos Hyde released by the Jaguars. A little breaking news for you. There's a lot. There's a lot percolating right now. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, and and baseball's back too. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, I love, I love that people think that like, oh, baseball's back. We'll just forget about all the. Ah. No. Baseball's got to prove it. Baseball's got to prove it. I am here for the 2023 pitch clock and yeah. uh, reduction in shifting, though. So, oh, good for that. Most definitely. Yeah, Matt Olson's trade market. Look out! I can't wait to see. Yeah, the A's are going to. That's my favorite part. Baseball's back. It's time for the A's to dump. <laughs> to dump. Like everybody. it's literally a thing. And then there was a report like the Rays made an offer to Freddie Freeman. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. the, the Dodgers have entered the chat. Anyways, all right. That's a wrap. We gotta go. It's Purple Daily. I want to play in the dome. Be prepared for emergency episodes this weekend. Oh. See you guys.